You're listening to the Ask Level Podcast, your go-to source for Texas Tech and sports. Brought to you by Double T 97.3. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into episode number three of the Ask Level Podcast. Alongside Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. Post-Houston game, we'll look forward to the NC State game, but uh, pretty immediate reaction level. How... uh, you come down from the high that is a double overtime victory over Houston. Yeah, I mean it. Uh, I, I'm processing all of that uh, because I think that you come away, and both teams probably come away going, "Boy, <laughs> we did a lot wrong. We yep. did a lot right." And you know, I think the, the the main takeaway is there's been plenty of occasions in years past where Texas Tech figures out a way to not win those games. Um, and it, it, boy, you were on the doorstep yesterday at fourth and twenty in overtime, and you're just thinking, you know, or or, or at the end of regulation, even because I mean, I, I and we'll gloss over that, but you get the ball with I think thirty five, thirty seven seconds left, and you know you've thrown three interceptions, specifically Donovan Smith in the second yeah. half. And then you, you're you not real sure which kicker is going to go out there, how far true, they true. can go. <clears throat> and the fact that you, you drive down and able to make a 47-yard field goal to send it into overtime I thought was just was huge. And that, that'll get glossed over at times. Just kind of like the the fourth down stop at the end of the first half. I think that you'll gloss over that because – that allowed you to have a two-score lead going into halftime, but you just think about all the all the stuff um, that that you had back and forth, and the fact that you got a win. It's like you know, it, I, I'll take ten more just like them. Man, that, exactly. I mean, you winning mm-hmm. a number one because I, I think there's arguments it's better than losing. Hundred <laughs> percent. I think you could. There's arguments you could make where there's teams of very recent history that would have lost that game that wouldn't have been able to go grab it at the end like that. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that's the way the, – the fourth and 20 thing can't be overlooked. That, that's amazing. But there was also a big run by Donovan Smith to help get you to overtime. Because I, I think there were probably three or four different instances. And a Houston, and a Houston coach that uh, got – or a, a trainer yeah. or a strength coach that could kind of Good bowed grief. up and started barking. I was like, what, is, what are we well, doing here? That's – yeah. Silliness, silly. Yeah. And how how about Donovan for keeping his head right there, and in, in in that moment, because you could could have easily got into a scuffle and and had an issue go on, because uh, usually it's the second guy <laughs> that that ends up getting a penalty if there is a penalty. But uh, I'll tell you that that run by Donovan was as big. There were three or four different moments level for me where I I kind of. You know, fanboy in me had, had given up, saying, "Okay, well, gotta gotta move on to next week." There were a few of those moments, and after Houston kicks the field goal late, I'm like, "It's it's pretty unlikely how your offense has moved in the second half that you're even going to be able to go get a field goal." You know, and as I, you, you know, my view, you're, you're you're up really high, I'm way down low, but yeah. we both have kind of weird views of the game, sure. even though we're right in the middle of it. And I I, I came away yesterday, and and just from the game against uh, Houston, not realizing that Donovan had thrown the ball 58 times. 
Yeah, not fifty-eight times. Uh, yeah, I didn't which is that a lot more than I would have thought. And I and I think it's worth pointing out that both teams struggled to run it, or or you know the the, the other point of view there is both teams did a really good st- job stopping the run, mm-hmm. and so. With that, you know, you, you you threw it a little bit more, and you manufactured some uh, some run game because I think Donovan was in the seventy or eighty yard range when you look at the net of what he gained. Now you subtract <laughs> the six sacks, and he and he drops down to j- yeah. just under thirty. But I think his, you know, I I, I don't know. Here, here's the, here's a good question: Which quarterback played better, Clayton Tune or Donovan Smith? Because the numbers. The interception numbers were not good for Donovan. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, at all. I, Clayton Toon only had one of those. Uh, Donovan had three. But I thought, I thought Donovan did a better job with his legs, uh, and I think he obviously ended up winning the game. And so I, I don't know. It, that's a, that's an interesting question to try to pose uh, because I mean you could maybe say well you know Donovan won the game and that's that's what matters. That's what matters. His team yeah. won it. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a good question, but. I think Clayton Toon was more middle of the road. His lows weren't as low as Donovan's, but his highs weren't as high as Donovan's. Fair, yeah. But, I mean, because you could say Donovan put the team in bad situations at times with some of his decision-making or, or performance, but, I mean, he went and won the game for you. Yeah, and it, it shouldn't be overlooked either with all the, the, the dynamics that we saw that, you know, there was a would-be touchdown pass that he throws to Jaron Bradley. Bradley's in True. the corner of the end zone. He's got to come back on it, probably looking up in the sun a bit, and it's a hard adjustment. But you know, Donovan kind of underthrows it, I think, on purpose yeah, yeah. to try to give his guy a chance. And and, and Bradley, that's, that's likely a game winner for you too, possibly. Yeah, or a good and, chance and Bradley makes amends with converting the fourth and twenty. So we'll we'll, yeah. we'll forgive and forget. I'd say both guys, made but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the big takeaway is though that you're two and zero, and now you've got that win in your back pocket because if if you don't get that done. The the road ahead looks pretty pretty stout as we already knew it would be, and you know obviously you you, you know traveling to Raleigh this weekend against Devin Leary and, and the Wolfpack, uh, I think is is going to be no easy task, and they're they they handled their business uh, this weekend, yeah. Uh, so this past weekend, I should say so. Uh, but the fact that, you know, because these Houston games, these are always kind of swing games because they've been non-conference games for so long, and it kind of dictates whether you are bowl eligible and can have a good year or whether it's going to be an uphill battle of sorts. And I and I don't know. It's like the storylines in this game are kind of like the storylines in just college football in week two in general. It's right. like I don't even know where you start. <laughs> you could sit here and do a podcast for four hours straight and not even cover them all because um, there's already been – there's already been coaching changes that have taken place. Yeah. Um, the, this uh, from, from this past weekend. Yeah. Oh, I, I say that one, one in particular uh-huh. uh, with Scott Frost being removed at Nebraska. But uh, I mean, you know, the Sun Belt with what they did and, and everything like that. So again, I just look at it and say, boy, you're just you you you're you're fortunate to win. There's plenty to try to fix, but I'll, I'll always I'll always love trying to apologize for an ugly win <laughs> because I think Donovan. Sure. When I talked to him after the game choice, and you you remember this, he kept apologizing and just saying how ugly it was yeah. and it wasn't pretty. I mean, he repeated it 
six or seven times it felt like but but you know but then the day he's like but i'm just but he had a smile on his face because he ran it into the end zone and, no, and, and game over and we talked about donovan ton we'll get to some other players some other performances but it can't be overlooked how poised he was because it is easy to go out and play timid after you've thrown three interceptions but he didn't yeah it, you know and i i did wonder about that i mean and that's that'll be something that in time, you'll get a feel for. Did did Zach Kitley kind of? Yeah. Did he call it a bit differently? Mm-hmm. Did did Donovan was he in fact timid? Because I'm with you. It kind of looked like he wasn't sure at times and and wasn't necessarily going to pull the trigger. But at the end of the day, I mean, he made just enough plays to win, and yeah. he he will hopefully learn from this because there's going to be some points where. You're going to have to rear back and cut it loose, and you just can't yeah. you can't be concerned or be timid because he's going to have to continue to make plays like he did against Houston throughout the season, and it's not going to you know because there's not a ton of proven playmakers around him. There's no. just not, and yeah. I thought his offensive line they struggled, and I thought that Houston defensive line choice had a lot to do with that. But you had an injury at guard, and you you flip flopped some guards, and. Yeah. You'd, you'd, you'd maybe taken Landon Peterson out earlier in the game only to put him back in once Western Wright went down. So, anyway, there's there's a lot to try to process from this. But I, I love processing it at 2-0. <laughs> that's, that's the beautiful thing. Absolutely. So, let's process some of it before we look forward to North Carolina State and a trip to Raleigh. What, besides the obvious of, of winning the football game, what do you take away in terms of offensive line play, uh, where you need to get better, where you think that you can build off of. Yeah, I, I, th- I think the feeling coming into the season was this group up front was a better run-blocking team than they were pass-blocking, but I, I don't know if that's what we have necessarily seen to this point. Yeah. All we have is the two games. You're going to deal with another very veteran Wolfpack defense, mm-hmm. and and I thought Houston is, is much the same. Not Not a ton of all-conference or NFL-type guys over there. They're just really solid, and they do a variety of different things with their defensive coordinator, Doug Belk. But, yeah, I thought you struggled at times. But, you know, because, I mean, Donovan was sacked six times, and we know about the interceptions, and whether that was his fault, whether that's pressure in his face, whether that's a receiver running a wrong route, whatever. Uh, because I, I think you – I guess what I'm what I'm saying is you've got to be able to run the ball a bit better. Yes. Especially when teams maybe kind of know, and, and again, you 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 ran it well in the red zone there at the end of that first overtime after you converted the fourth and twenty because Taj Brooks ends up uh, getting the end zone, and we know what Donovan did in the second one. So you had two rushing touchdowns in overtime, but I think in the middle of the game, you know, I wasn't super confident. And who who was kind of MIA a little bit yesterday or over the weekend was uh, Roderick Thompson. Yeah, yeah, not a lot of touches. Uh, Taj Brooks, I think, played pretty well. I mean. Sir Roderick had some catches and, and some yards, but so that that's but I, but the flip side is, I think you have an emerging playmaker in Nehemiah Martinez. Yeah, that's I good. think you see the juice that Miles Price provides, and I think Loic and 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 Jerron Bradley are going to continue to kind of be. We haven't seen the tight ends too involved yet, so no. there's still some. We're, we're still trying to figure this out. I think Zach is too on what what they can do, what they can't do. Yeah, I think you got so many different options but you're figuring out what the you, you know kind of what your best options are right now but you want to the problem the, is is kind of yeah the kind of. that's that's Price. that's where the well, details I mean, are i, I think there's no no question miles price is probably still your best option offensively in terms of you want to get the balls ball in his hands 
But then you're figuring out, okay, who's number two? Who's number three? Who do we have to make sure we're getting involved in this game? And uh, it seems like they're still sorting through that at the moment. But still, you don't have a lot of time to, to sort through because competition gets stiff from here on out. Yeah, and, and I, I think if you, if you watch Texas and Alabama over the weekend, you know, I think Texas – their defense was really maybe the storyline there as well as they played, especially up front. And that the Gary you, Patterson hire is probably overlooked from the offseason. Well, yeah, it least. gives you some concern in a couple yeah. of weeks because regardless of their, their quarterback issues, and Quinn Ewers has, has been reported as to be an out for four to six weeks. So you'll see Hudson Card. You saw him last year, and it didn't go well for you. No. But I, th- I think I think my point is, is that I bring all that up to say you've got to get better at a lot of your screens and quick game and – and some of those things to help out your offensive line and help out Donovan and try to get some of those guys some touches on the edge and where you don't have to ask that line to protect as long as they as they do. So I think you know we'll see kind of what that looks like defensively. I thought it's a pretty good pretty good effort. I thought your group up front played yeah. well. I thought you know probably not as many TFLs and sacks and playmaking. Uh, that you would have preferred. However, there were some holding calls because that—that's also why Houston's probably just kicking themselves. They had 11 penalties for over 100 yards. Yeah, and, and some of those were just at the worst times. Boneheaded. Too. Yeah, mean, they're just just, just begging and, you to yeah. win, begging you to to hey man, we're we're down. Kick us again. I mean, because the the one you know possession I think where they rough the punter. Yeah, they kept a couple of first downs alive on that same possession. Yeah, I think and, you got to to midfield on penalties alone there yeah of, and ended up having a punt but yeah. still i mean that that that, that is, allows you to flip the field back but uh but I, but i thought i you know st- still here here's another play that'll kind of get lost is that first shot deep deep shot right out of halftime you have all this momentum it's 17 to 3 the crowd is not all settled back into their seats yet you start the the third quarter and then Clayton tune right down the seam, yep. and just and and sets them up, and then it, you look up and it's like okay, felt real good about a, a two score lead, and it's just gone. It's seventeen to ten in the blink of an eye, and the crowd was kind of flat, or just just late arriving, and that that's also something you've got to get fixed is those deep shots down the field. You know, one thing I'll one final thing I'll say about winning an ugly game. You don't want all these games to be like this. It was an ugly game overall. Houston is, has got to be kicking themselves, as Tech fans would be if it, if the game finished reversed from what it is. But um, there's teams that, that – good teams find a way to win these, these games. Find a way to win ugly games because you're not going to have your best every single time out. And think about, think about the Baylor team from last year. They didn't blow everybody out. The place where Joey McGuire came from. I mean, you you played in a dogfight with them in, in Waco last year. And so they just figured out a they, way to win. Good teams will they figure this out. They haven't so far this year. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> Not this year. But, 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 yeah, winning close games, it's a culture thing. It is. Yeah. It is. So, hopefully, this is a sign of good things to come, that you find a way to, to eke these out when they, they do get ugly. And uh, hopefully there's some less stressful days ahead, but it, it doesn't look like it because there's, there's teams like Kansas. <laughs> I, I think, though, the point Sheesh. should be made, though, choice that, a lot of games are going to be close yeah. because of the portal because True. there's not a lot of teams that are you know parity is is running rampant. I mean we see the Sun Belt you know drop mm-hmm. off three teams this weekend and <laughs> collect crazy. seven figure checks for doing so. It's crazy. And get a coach fired, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and 
So I, I think that that's what's uh, because I heard somebody suggest this, like in some of those games, like those those F, what FCS games, FCS I guess. Games, yeah, yeah, they they should uh, to, to to spice it up for the for the team paying it out. Like there should be a big old bonus attached to whatever coach or or their own coach. If you win that game, you get a, you get a bonus attached to it because some of these guys, it's like you could you could tell maybe they didn't take them as seriously as they should have. I don't know, but oh man, point is, parity, the portal, a lot of close games are gonna gonna take place, and you know, and I still don't know who your kicker is. I think you you yeah. Trey Wolf knocked uh, two in yesterday. He also missed one. You had, you had two misses yesterday. They were both about that 45 yard range right and I wasn't exactly sure you know Kenny Perry I'm down there on the sideline and I can see him look over in Gino Garcia and, and Trey Wolf's direction and I wasn't sure who he was pointing at but he was clearly saying yeah this is you and it, apparently yeah. it was Wolf but uh hopefully that kick that main kick gives him a ton of confidence I would hope so physically there's no issue there he's just uh and he's had success in a recent past but two of three is not bad you just and, and a forty-five yarder is not a gimme. I was the one he missed. No, I mean, no. Yeah, not not at all. So he just kind of mishit it a little bit. But uh, did he make the the first one on the? Uh, I thought I thought it was wide right. In okay. fact, the officials kind of looked at each other and almost indicated okay, as right. much. Yeah. That's what I, I, thought, I know. Yeah. I know Joey said after in the post game press conference that he thought he would made it. Okay, and they want him to go ahead and follow through and kick it, right. not stop you short. Chance, and, you get a free and all those things. Free so practice shot. Um, yeah. yeah, but. Uh, Again, what, just one of those things will kind of get lost, and and the the variety of storylines from a, a win over Houston, thirty three thirty. But again, yeah, yeah, football's fun again, right? Oh, football is fun again for sure. I, I mean, we had a wild one here, a, a weird game here, but Tech, if you want to call it an upset, not on Vegas side, but Tech was one of handful of teams, several teams that did upset a top twenty five team yesterday, as you alluded to with the. The Sun Belt, I mean, it, it was a crazy day in college football. Um, in terms of NC State, a pretty straightforward day. They win their game 55-3 to over an FCS opponent. So you both both teams have played kind of the same up to this point. Um, you, you've had Each team has had one close game against a decent opponent, and each team has blown out an FCS opponent. So Yeah, the, really the only difference is, is NC State – they have their one kind of regional game on the road, and this will be exactly. first Tech's uh, first road trip. Yeah, so that's really the only difference. NC State, they're just Dave Doran's done a really good job. Mm-hmm. NC State's not one of those teams. I guarantee you, when you're scheduling this thing, you're not thinking they're going to be top fifteen or whatever. <laughs> They'll come in in the rankings, but right. um, Devin Leary is really good. He's the ACC preseason player of the year. They they have a variety of skill around him. I think five different players caught touchdown passes for NC State this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, their their stud tight end is out four to six weeks. He's one of their best weapons, but they just really spread it out. And he runs. You know, Devin Leary will will run the ball on occasion. He even had a uh, barreled over a defender uh, this past weekend to get into the end zone. So. Uh, and and they're and they're just they're kind of older on defense. I don't think super dynamic, but they're just going to be really really solid. But this will be, yeah, this will be a tough one, uh, just because nighttime on the road and 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 you know national TV and all those things. I mean, uh, so we'll, we'll, I think you'll learn a lot about this group. But the thing that they have is a win over Houston in their back pocket. 
and you're guaranteed to start conference play with a winning record. And that's the yeah that that's a a, a nice you know feather in your cap to go into conference play knowing you'll at the very least be two and one. And if you're three and zero, oh, if you go up to Raleigh and mm-hmm. figure out a way to get it done, choice. I mean, I think you're flirting top twenty-five type stuff because of who well, I you've think beaten. You probably would. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know it's, that it's flirting at that point. I think depend. It all depends what happens in front and, and, and other teams and what they sure. do. But still, beating two ranked teams back to back weeks. I just think you started so far off the radar, right? As far as you know, it it, it sometimes it's harder to, to work your way up. The but three and zero, top twenty-five ish going into to a Texas game. Yeah. Now, I mean, again, two and one. You ask almost any Tech fan. If you're two and one in these first three games, would you take it? Like almost everybody's saying, yeah, because what the two I, tough I, games you had. I uh, probably soft on my part, but I probably would have done it. I'm yeah. a bird in the hand guy most of the time, yeah, uh, because I, I was, you know, th- there was as we've talked about in the last couple episodes here, you you could have dropped to one and two, you know, depending on sure how can. the Houston game went, and you, you just you just don't know how this was going to go. But uh, yeah, if you can guarantee me two wins, which you which you've gotten, I would I would have certainly have taken it. For those interested, the uh, DraftKings or FanDuel opening lines in that game, uh, NC State minus nine and a half to open up. So yeah, no he- heavy underdog. Heavy I, mean, I get it at uh, at home. So uh, obviously, NC State, a good solid football team. Where can Texas Tech beat them though? What 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 kind of game do we have to see in order for the Red Raiders to find a way to win? Well, you can't turn it over. The end. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, th- I think if road. you turn it over three times on the road, it's not going to go well. I yeah. mean, it's just bottom line. It's not going to go well. And because of the way they play defense, if you do have a shot to take, or if like you know the the Jerron Bradley touchdown pass, those are opportunities you likely can't get back. Like you've got to hit them. So, you know, and I and I think, too, I hate to make this so much about offense, but you've got to be able to run it. You know, you've got yeah. to be able to run it some. And I'm not asking for 200 yards on the ground. I'm just saying there's got to be some. And, and you had over 100 versus Houston, so don't get it twisted. I'm just saying, but there were there was times where it was, it was tough sledding in there. And you, you're, you're, you're beating yourself. Uh, but, the, again, Houston's defensive line is, is and, and front seven is very good. There, there's this solid players are coached well, and I think NC State could be a bit better. So, you know, and, and I'm, I'm curious just to see how you handle the environment, you know, how sure, you handle sure. the road environment, but you just can't turn it over. And defensively, I think you'll, you'll, you, you've got to try to keep Devin Leary kind of bottled up a bit and easier said than done. Yeah. Try yeah. to keep him in, in the pocket and, and all that. But again, it's kind of pick your poison. These dual threat quarterbacks and, and tech obviously had, has one themselves now, but yeah, <laughs> it's a nightmare to try to defend because you have everything stopped. And then they take off and run for 27 yards, like we saw Donovan Smith do. It's kind of fun. And it's a backbreaker. Yeah. Or run for a touchdown at the end of the Correct. game. So. That's exactly right. Got everything covered. Yep. And then off I go. No, I mean, it's, it is a backbreaker. And, and I, I don't know if there's any benefit to it, but at least you face two dual threat quarterbacks the first two weeks of the season to. Get you I, ready for Leary, but guess it, what? I think this is pretty much just the sport. You, yeah, everybody's going to have it some now. level, and you have to have a guy that can move around and and hurt you that way. Tom Tom Brady's style is is becoming a thing of the past. Yeah, yeah, the pro style, and and, and I'll say this too about you know the, the the game this weekend in Raleigh is that you've got to be you know Joey said it himself. We weren't very special on special teams. You've got to be better true overall there. 
with your coverage units and 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 some things like that. And obviously the missed field goals we've touched on mm-hmm. wasn't Austin McNamara's best day. No, but I think you have to at least play that that side of the ball even. Mm-hmm. You can't lose it if you want to go pull off a road upset. All right, uh, a few questions as we close out this episode. Uh, first one in is from Jared. It says, Level, after seeing the first two games for this team, what do you think the ceiling is for this team in 2022? We're still trying to figure out who this team is. I think you see some of the flaws. We were concerned about the offensive line coming into the season. I, I think that there, that's still a concern. I think center has been solidified, uh, and that may be the position that, that has played the best And Dennis Wilburn. I think Monroe Mills has done a really good job at right tackle. I think Caleb Rogers has been kind of, you know, he can be just inconsistent at times. Uh, I think guard the guard spots are now going to be kind of worth watching because now if there's a, a long-term injury to Weston Wright or mm-hmm. short-term even, that they may have to adjust there. They've been dying to get Jacoby Jackson into the game and continue to keep And Now I'm glad they did because he's he could be starting this weekend. So how does he handle that? But uh, that that's still a concern for me. But as far as ceiling goes, I don't know if I'm I'm wanting to adjust off of my, you know, six seven win eight, you know, ceiling cap, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. I think uh, you certainly see how good the Big Twelve is, but it's deep and it's it's that's the hard part. There's it, no there's no such no thing. This year. And so if you, if you play say six close games, if you win three and lose three. You're probably doing pretty good, but there's no guarantee that you win all the close games that you're in. That's and true. I just think there's just this league is gonna be tough. Yeah, it's just gonna be tough. Mm-hmm. And and it, there's already some injuries starting to take shape, or you know, with with your own team and around the league. So uh, this question, a little bit more random. I think you probably have to put an incomplete on Zach Kitley here. But who, in your opinion, is the best play caller in the air raid era? Oh, I, I think it's uh, – I, I would say Cliff was as, as far as a pure play caller. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike's Mike's was, was interesting because there's only like 10 plays. They would just run them out of a variety of different mm-hmm. formations, and it was it was really simple. And, and it, it works, but so many – you know, and I, I thought uh, I thought Cumbie did a really good job, you know, I yeah. thought in, in his limited uh, – you know, time here as as a play caller with what he had to work with and things like that. There were some times where it did it didn't go well either, but uh, yeah, I, I would say to me it, it's Cliff because you look at the look at the people that he put in the NFL. Not that he did it, but I mean, Jakeem Grant and uh, Kiki Kuti, and then obviously at Patty at DeAndre Washington. He and, uh, you True. know he yeah. he was able to. Uh, and I and I thought you you could mention Neil Brown's name, but I I, I saw firsthand and, and Neil has a bad name around here at times, depending on who you talk to. Tommy Tuberville had a lot to do with that. Yeah, Tommy Neil Tuberville Brown was handcuffed. A little yeah, bit. not Tommy Tuberville was telling him to run a draw play on third and twenty. I mean, I was right you know down there <laughs> and you know heard yeah. some of those conversations. So. Oh yeah. Um. All right, uh, this question from Matt. Who is a player on Texas Tech that is not being utilized enough in the first couple of games? Probably Miles Price. I think he's he was a bit dinged up, but I mean I think you you want to maybe start to major in him a little bit. I think defensively, I don't know if he, I think he's being utilized plenty. So I'm probably not answering the question correctly. I just don't know if we talk enough about Kosai Eldridge. I think he's a huge okay. piece yeah. to this defense. He's a playmaker. He's been – he kind of was gutted it out versus Houston, came off the field, was dinged up. Yeah, yeah. 
and and then ends up coming back and making a huge sack, a 15-yard loss on Clayton Toon. That was I just massive. Think, I just don't think he's a guy we talked about a ton before the season goes, and it's shame on us, those of us that are asked to talk about this team, because I think that he's a dude, man. I mean, he's really good. Yeah. And I think he's kind of – he's an alpha. He's heart and soul over there. You know, we, we kind of wanted to point to Krishan Merriweather. Sean Merriweather is a, is a good player. He gets a lot of tackles. He, he doesn't say a whole lot. Kosa Eldridge is the talker. He's the one, the the communicator that gets everybody lined up, and he's making plays. What's not to like? So, Kosai, I think one, one area we were concerned about or just you know had questions about was the linebacking core coming into the season because you lost uh, two really good pieces in Jeffers and, and Schooler. Yeah, school, I think schooler was when I've looked at areas of concern through the first two games, I don't think linebacker at all. You haven't really had troubles there. Yeah, it, it's been more the, those chunk plays in the secondary. I yeah. think your front seven has been really solid to mm-hmm. this point. I think you want a little more pressure on the quarterback, but we're asking for a lot here. I, sure, I think sure. Miles Cole and you know you you get uh, a, a Dade Ray back, mm-hmm. uh, Joseph a Ray and. Uh, I thought I think Tyree Wilson has played pretty good ball through the first two games, but I think it's maybe some just some of those big passes on on the you know that you get bit up bit on on the play action. But uh, I don't I don't really have any issue with any of the front seven guys to this point. Uh, but you know, it's it's a trenches league. Joey knew this. Joey's tried to fix it, and you just wonder about your O line yeah. going forward and kind of. But this is no secret. They they have all wondered about it. Hence the reason they try to add so many pieces sure, to it sure. in the off season. All right, last one from me level. I give me two players coming up this week. One can't be or can't name Donovan Smith in this, but two players that have to have a good game on Saturday if Tech's got a shot at beating NC State. One on each side of the ball. Well, I, I, you know, I hate to state an obvious, but I, 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 I talked about this before the game versus Houston, because Houston has a an all league and a likely future NFL left tackle, mm-hmm. and I thought Tyree Wilson played that matchup even. I thought he won a few matchups, did, didn't win a few of them, but he's got a we got to call his name some. Yeah. If you go on the road, like these are, you know, and I don't, I haven't studied enough yet to know if NC State what their specifically their offensive line is is like and all those things yet. But these are the games where we need to call his name. Some he's got to make a few plays, yeah. and or or allow his teammates to make a few plays by being such a, a force. About just that, sacks in particular. Well, ju- just I, I think we got to call his name, choice. Yeah. Like you, you got to, yeah. you know, because there's one time, there's a couple times we got holding calls. That's true. I mean, there was one that was going to be a clear sack, but yeah, and, and, from behind. Well, and, yeah, and then and then I, I look up one time, and the Houston offensive lineman he just he's getting beat, and he just grabs just, Tyree Wilson <laughs> and just pulls him down on top of him, yeah, and just like takes him out, and they throw the flag. Um, you know, he, he he's one, and then on offense, I would say Taj Brooks. You know, I hate because I you, no, you, I agree. Yeah, Taj Brooks because if he plays well. Holds on the ball, and you can kind of have a productive day there. Boy, I, I, I like your chances. Yep. Uh, and, I, and I'm, those are maybe obvious. As you could have gone off the the grid a bit. No, I, I could have gone. Yeah. Well, you know. you, I feel like this is a game where it is you need the obvious to do well. I mean, it, it feels like one where if you're going to win, your good players have got to be good. Yeah, your for dudes got to be dudes, yeah. man. And that's going to be the way it's it goes here for a while because I, I do think you've got guys like Nehemiah Martinez and Xavier Martin that are really good players. Yeah. They're starting to kind of push through a little bit. 
and they're only going to help guys like Miles and Loic and Jerron Bradley and, and and people like that. Uh, but uh, but defensively, you didn't play near as many guys as Houston did. No, you know it, it's about in that sixteen to nineteen player range that you played. I think they got into the twenty five player range. Mm. So yeah. You know, you're, you're deep. You're just you, you haven't gotten into a lot of that depth just quite yet on on trusting it, especially against a good, a good opponent like Houston. Sure, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun one this week, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, we get to enjoy another one in Raleigh this time. Level, enjoyed it. We'll uh, keep hope alive, people. We'll do it again next week. Sounds good. That's it for the Ask Level podcast. Thanks for joining us. We'll. Recap next week's game against NC State and look forward to the Longhorns after that as uh, Red Raiders start a brutal stretch of four straight games against tough opponents. For Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. It's been the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T 97.3. You've been listening to the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to DoubleT973.com.